On the show today, Rich and I discuss the joy that is Girl Scout cookie season and the underappreciated Boulevardier. I'm your host, Brad Jackson, and you're listening to the January 24th, 2022 edition of Coffee and Koshan. So, Rich, we all have our day jobs. We all got to do something to uh, pay the bills. And my day job involves working for the governor of Texas. And uh, we were doing an event in Houston recently. And it was at this large warehouse. And uh, there are those of us who go to the events and those of us who sort of man the fort. And and I manned the fort uh, at home on this one. I didn't go. And everyone who went came back telling stories of Girl Scout cookies. And I guess the place where we did this event in Houston also happens to have the contract to house and distribute all the Girl Scout cookies for, like, southeast Texas. And just in case you wonder, that's a lot of Girl Scout cookies. And it's funny because after these events, people always come back, tell stories. Oh, yeah, so-and-so was there. Oh, it went really well. But the road staff was doing nothing but talking about Girl Scout cookies. And they were showing us all these pictures from their phones, not of them with, like, some celebrity or, or the governor doing something, but of them standing next to towers and towers and towers of Girl Scout cookies. Because it is that season, and this place stores, it must be... Th- Thousands, maybe millions for all I know, of Girl Scout cookies. Um, and it was, it was just towers and towers of Thin Mints and, and Samoas and, and the tag-alongs. It, it was just this never-ending row after row after row of Girl Scout cookies. And that brings up that this is one of those special times of year in America where um, girls in, in your neighborhood, maybe your girls, if you have girls and Girl Scouts uh, and you have kids doing that, they sell cookies and these cookies these these are just so good and the thing the thing you do the thing i do anyway is i buy enough girl scout cookies to last me the year and then i i I hoard them away i hide them in my house i i bury them at the bottom of a laundry bucket or or i stuff them under the the bed or i hide them somewhere in my office where the kids aren't going to look and then i like throughout the year i stumble upon these cookies and i'm like oh thank god more thin mints more Thin Mints, I didn't run out of Thin Mints. And that just begs the question, Rich, if you had to pick just one, just one Girl Scout cookie to have forever, if it's not the Thin Mint, why? Because I am a Samoa guy. I love the caramel and coconut and the cookie and the way it all comes together. And I know that I, I think there are some knockoffs on the shelves these days that are similar, but it's always been such a unique cookie that you could only get during Girl Scout cookie season. And and we're kind of spoiled at this point in human history because I remember a time when you couldn't get as many. You were, you could That's only true. place yeah. your order. And now you'll see girls sitting in front of grocery stores and things like that with just box upon box of, of cookies. And so it was this time of year where you could get this one and, and also have a lot of fondness. Now, Having said that, the Thin Mint is it, – it's a tough choice for me. Uh, the Thin Mint is a fantastic, refreshing cookie. You can have it straight. You can throw a sleeve in the freezer and oh, yeah. have an even different sort of treat. It's – it's those are the, those are my two champions of Girl Scout cookies. 
Okay, so I, I, I totally agree with you. I think when you have a Thin Mint and you freeze it, it, it's like a whole new ball game. And frankly, they're good to stash in the freezer because your kids don't often look in the freezer. And if they do, they're not going digging that that deep. So stashing some some Thin Mints in the freezer is a good spot. But um, that begs the question, why, why is it that Samoas are such a big love for you? Is it is it the coconut? Is it the... The, the combination, um, are you offended that you can no longer call them Samoas? I, I'm definitely offended I can no longer call them Samoas, but it's really the combination. And there's also, I have to admit, a nostalgia factor for me because being a kid and having that cookie for the first time, and it's not like some life-changing moment. There's not a crystal clear image in my mind of tasting this cookie for the first time. But I do have very vivid memories of Girl Scout cookie season and having my mom come home with the Samoas and the Thin Mints. Usually we just stuck with those two. And finally, you know, and we weren't hoarding. We weren't buying enough. I mean, we would get a couple of boxes. So you would just get a handful of these cookies a year before they were gone again. And so... That's uh, probably where my love is, and I, and I love just caramel a lot. I, if I had to choose between chocolate and caramel, I would probably go caramel. Like uh, a number of years ago, when I was uh, uh, in my twenties, I when they first started selling these cookies more uh, regularly, I stumbled upon a girl selling them outside of a grocery store, and asked, "Well, how many boxes of Samoas do you have?" She's like, "Well, I've got a whole case." which I don't remember how many boxes, <laughs> but I bought it. You, know, you yeah, bought, bought the whole like, case. Yeah, I bought like $80 worth of cookies. I had no business buying that many cookies at this point in my life. You know, I obviously had the cash on me, but this was not a smart financial decision. But I still made this decision to buy a case of cookies. Well, that actually brings up something interesting because now you're right. You And you made a point in that story. You, you had the cash on you, and it used to be an all-cash game. But now there's these Girl Scouts walking around with, like, square readers on their mom's phone, or on their own phone, for that matter. And they're like, oh, no big deal. We take MasterCard, Visa, American Express, you name it, just bring it over here. And that actually makes it, <laughs> it, makes it I think, easier for them to sell the cookies. Harder for me to say no because I, I don't carry a lot of cash. And if I don't have the cash, I'm like, oh, well, I guess I can still get a few more boxes of Thin Mints. <laughs> it's dangerous. Yeah, and it's also probably good that you were on a fort duty at this event because it sounds like this might have been an opportunity for you to lose your day job by... Oh, yes, yes, the, the potential was there. Yeah, just, what happened? Well, I, I heisted a bunch of Thin Mints <laughs> from the warehouse. It, it could be one of those situations like, uh, you know, like I would have gotten George Clooney and Brad Pitt involved and there would have been some massive conspiracy to to steal the Girl Scout cookies without seeming like we stole the Girl Scout cookies. Um, it could have been it could, could have been da- dangerous. <laughs> those are so good. So there is a new cookie this year. Before we move on, I wanted to bring this up um, because you mentioned caramel. Um, it is called the Adventureful and it is a brownie inspired cookie. With caramel-flavored cream and a hint of sea salt. That sounds interesting. 
it does sound interesting. Now, I haven't, uh, I have a buddy whose daughter's in Girl Scouts. None of my girls are. And so I'm ordering uh, cookies from her. I did not order any of the Adventurefuls. That's probably one that I will save for an impulse buy. Like I said, when I'm going into the grocery store or something one day and just like, hey, let me, let me give this a shot. Then uh, they've got some other offerings. You know, they've got the toffee one, but I'm not big on the gluten-free options. I just don't like the texture of gluten-free, even though the flavors look good. But I'm also interested, you know, I, I do have a third. I like citrus-flavored things. And so the lemonade, the uh, one of the lemon cookies. It's yeah, lemon I haven't cookie. had those before. Are they good? They are good. It's definitely lower on the totem pole than the uh, the two top-tier cookies. But if you're looking for a, a refreshing, uh, a, a lighter uh, offering after a meal or something, you know, maybe you uh, have a, a limoncello and a lemonade. That's actually not a bad idea. Um, which begs the question, Rich, if you're going to have a Boulevardier for your drink, what would the cookie be? Ooh, for a Boulevardier. So for those who don't know, it's the basically the winter version of a Negroni. Negroni is gin, Campari, and sweet vermouth. And to winterize it, you swap out the gin with bourbon or rye, and you also up the proportion. In a Negroni, it's equal parts, one ounce, one ounce, one ounce. And in the Boulevardier, it's one and a quarter ounces of your dark brown liquor and then an ounce each of Campari and vermouth. And... For those who haven't had it, it's got a, a lot of complex flavors going on. You've got the bourbon, then you've got the bitterness of the Campari, which also has some sweet notes to it, and then you've got the more traditional sweetness of the sweet vermouth. So that bitterness, this is, you've, you've hit me with a curveball. I'm having to think about what would be the best complement to that bitterness. And it, it might be, you know, maybe the adventureful is something that would pair up against that with the richness of the brownie. I wouldn't put a thin mint against it. I think that the strength of the mint flavor would compete with the strength of the bitterness in the Campari. And it just, I think you would end up with a, uh, instead of a, with a, the Simpsons joke, it's like there's a party in my mouth and everyone's uh, invited. It would be more like there's a party in my mouth and everyone is fighting. What about the, uh, what about the tag along, the peanut butter and chocolate one? Ooh, now see the tagalong is another good, uh, another good option. I could see how the peanut butter, uh, being a flavor that lends itself to a lot of savory dishes. People don't necessarily think about peanut butter as savory, but you look at uh, some various Thai dishes and things like that, and you're going to have some some peanut butter in there. So, I, I like where you're going with this. I, I think the tagalong with the 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 nice little sandwich with you do balls have some caramel in there. I think that would be an interesting choice. I think we're going to have to, to do some field research on this and maybe report back <laughs> in a later episode. Well, Rich, it just so happens I know where we can get some Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> yes, uh, do. Let me ask this. When when you are making a, a Boulevardier, you mentioned that the proportions are a little bit different. Um, is that because it's it's more of a winter drink and – and you're you're upping the the sort of warming quotient of your your dark uh, liquor, or what, what's the thought behind that? So with a lot of uh, drinks, when you swap in bourbon for another, say, clear uh, liquor, as you do with the uh, bourbon for gin in the Boulevardier, you you're making it more of the star 
of the cocktail. And so that's really where you pull up the proportion a little bit because rather than that perfect marriage between the three ingredients, you want the bourbon to be more of the star of the show than just one of the cast of characters. Interesting, interesting. So when you, when you make this, is this a drink that you like to have for winter parties or, or say you have some friends come over to watch uh, a football game or, or a movie at this time of year. Is this a drink you like to serve for that sort of thing? You know, it's something I, I need to. I have a buddy that is my bourbon drinking buddy, and he's never had one. And we were texting the other day, and he's like, you know, I've never had that. And I've got all the ingredients at my house at all times. So it's something I need to make for him the next time he comes over. But for me, it's more of a end of the day. It's cold outside. You're looking to take some time in preparing a drink, and it's not that it's that challenging. You put the ingredients in a glass with some ice, you stir it up, get it cold, and then you strain it into a different glass over a large ice cube, and then garnish with an uh, orange peel. Uh, it's it's just it's almost medicinal. It's not hot toddy medicinal, but it's got all of these flavors, and it's just you can sip and you know look out the window at your bird feeder or you know, other activities that old men do as it now appears I am since I just interjected looking at my bird feeder into this. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe write a letter to the editor of your local paper. I was going to suggest that, but you beat me to it. Uh, let me ask, let me ask one more thing. Uh, if you're serving this with a uh, dinner, what goes well with, with something like this? Does the, does the bourbon in it lend it to a good sort of uh uh, like a smoked meat dish or, or like maybe a ham or, or something along those lines? What, what, what would you serve with this? You know, I could see this. It's the Campari is traditionally an aperitif, but this drink, obviously you could have any time and I could see this going really well. And, and I've always just had it standalone, but I would be interesting in putting this up with a steak, maybe a steak topped with some bone marrow butter. There you go. And, have all that richness and then have more of the herbal qualities that it has come through. And then that little bit of sweetness and cause there is some sweetness and butter and I could see those things all coming together in a nice way uh, that, that really complements one another. I really so, like the sound of that. I think that sounds like a, that sounds like a damn good evening. You have a Boulevardier, a steak with some bone marrow butter finish it off with some Girl Scout cookies. Like that just sounds like America at a table to me. Yes. So there you go, listeners. We have just given you your, uh, a menu for one day this week, you know, just get your Girl Scout cookies, get your cocktail, get your, some steak, assuming you can find it and uh, <laughs> put it all together. <laughs> assuming you can find it. Uh, Rich, thanks so much. Always a pleasure. Yeah. I always enjoy it. Talk to you next week, Brad. Thank you.